This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. On this episode of Inside Supercars, we take some time to look at the media and their role in supercars. 2023 was a fascinating year. A number of changes in the way the media operates and who is doing what in the paddock. We've been hearing for years that magazines are on the demise and for the same amount of time, how do you monetize websites? We're going to look at all those aspects of Supercars Media and a lot more here on the show. But to kick it all off, let's look backwards to go forwards starting with Aaron Noonan, the V8 sleuth. It's changed a lot, hasn't it? I mean, I, I, I straddle the magazine era, so I'm a bit different. My guys in, in my business are that little bit younger. So when I start talking about fortnightly deadlines, they look at me like I'm an alien. But because now you can press a button and send a story to all corners of the world. In 2023, Andrew Van Leeuwen moved from motorsport.com to Speed Cafe. He started out at Motorsport News, then went overseas for a while where he got his indoctrination into web media, returning to Australia and helping set up motorsport.com and now rolling over to Speed Cafe. And he also said the changes in the last 10 years have been immense. Oh, it's massively different. Like in terms of like the race weekend experience that it used to be back in the magazine days where you'd be working at a reasonably slow pace, collating what you need. Then you sort of get to Sunday night and, you know, it gets a bit busy while you sort of put it all together so you can bolt a magazine together. Whereas now it's just never stops. Like, you know, the internet is this beast that needs feeding. These websites just need content. Um, so it's a very different experience. It's hard work. Like this job has become incredibly hard work, whereas once upon a time it was a pretty cruisy job really, uh, as much as maybe some of the older generation like to talk about how hard it was. Um, it's just the amount of content you have to plug through every day is just so different now. So yeah, it's it's changed in the time, in the sort of almost 20 years now that I've been doing this, the change is like, it's unrecognizable sort of what, what this industry and what what it involves to be in the paddock uh, and breaking news and managing all that content. Yeah, it's a different world. Bruce Williams is the publisher of Auto Action, the last of the regular fortnightly motorsport magazine still standing in the country. And he has a very different perspective, as you would expect, from someone like Andrew Van Leeuwen, who's working fully online these days. What's interesting is that pure, real, genuine specialist magazines are still highly sought after. Um, the world's been conned quite dramatically by, I mean, anybody that wants to kid themselves and say that people that own Facebook and, and TikTok and all these other things are just doing this, the humanity a huge favour by doing this, that's a whole other argument. But the world's been conned to a certain degree, and I know lots and lots, we have lots and lots and lots, thousands and thousands of rusted-on readers uh, young, middle-aged, even older, obviously, 
who who do not enjoy the experience of of sitting down on the dunny, reading their laptop or having a look at an iPad or sitting on the train or whatever they want. They they like and enjoy the physical aspect. Sure, newspapers and all that sort of stuff, if you want the latest news, then obviously, you know, um, there's many, many platforms now and there's many outlets. And, you know, if you favour a particular political bent, then you'll be fed all that information that you particularly like that way. But, you know, what we provide is a completely different experience. We provide a, a news a news source, but also far more in-depth and a long-form um form of reading entertainment and information. I mean, it's, you know, we have articles that are two, three, four thousand words long. And um, so that it is a different experience for people. We've got printed publication, a digital magazine. We've got social media. You know, we, we've got a hundred thousand people follow us on social media or more. And of course, we've got our website. So auto action is very unique from the point of view that we've got all of those sort of outlets and we see the different inter interactions. But yeah, auto action, the brand most people would think of right now, it's a publication, but um, it's it's not easy. There's certainly no arguments about that, but there is still a, there's a good following of people want to buy it and, and read that form of, of motorsport and be informed that way. So, yeah, I mean, we're still pressing on with it. So what does Aaron Noonan see as the biggest issue that the motorsport media is facing in the country at the moment? Probably the issue we've got at the moment, I think, in the sport, and when I say sport, it's supercars, Australian motorsport, it's... It's an interesting one to sit down, I think, with some drivers and teams and supercars probably in the future because it's almost got to the point where what does each of those entities think the other other entity's job is? Because I think sometimes it's never going to be aligned, but I think it's probably a fair way away from where it's been in the past, to, you know, to put it um, in that way. So there's probably a bit of work to be done on, on all areas and all angles. Bruce Williams agrees that whilst... The media has their own issues. Supercars has got some stuff to work through themselves. Supercars have got an obligation. I'm probably off on a tangent here, but supercars have a massive obligation. And this was something I was going to talk about on my next podcast. They have a massive obligation to get this right because they carry the burden, whether they like it or not, of showcasing motorsport in this country of all levels to the, to the masses and to the populace. So they it's very, very important that they get this right and get this messaging right because they lift all the other people, all the other categories of motorsport in this country are lifted when you have the crown jewel. It's like AFL Grand Final and how they support, you know, the, the little kids playing on the MCG and all the country clubs all around the place. It is so important that supercars is successful and that sponsors engage and feel like they're getting value for money because it flows on all the way through the sport. Andrew Van Leeuwen says one of the things that has really changed in the recent history is the fact that people are more willing to lie straight to your face when you come to them with a story that you've already been researching and may even have quotes from other people on the record. That is definitely what happens. You have to, if you want to be a journalist, get prepared for people to lie to you a lot. That's just, uh, and you have to unpack what is lying and what isn't. And some people won't. It's not. It doesn't go for everybody, you know. Um, and there are people out there that are very good with dealing with the media and very understanding. And there's drivers that I have, you know, I have an unspoken agreement with. Whereas 
you know, oh, I just won't go and talk to them about something I know because then we don't have to have that awkwardness, but they won't be upset with me for running the story because they fully understand that's my job and I'm just trying to put food on the table as well. It's few and far between the people that get it to that level, but there are some of them out there. Um, but it is an awkward relationship. That's the worst part. Like the, the, the confrontational part of it is my the part I hate most about it. You know, I think there's guys like Fogues out there that love the confrontational part of it. They feed off it. I don't. I like being friends with people. So with Motorsport Media having had so much change, and many would say it feels like a contraction in the number of jobs in the motorsport media, what do supercars need to do to make a viable independent media work? Here's Aaron Noonan. Oh, I think it's the responsibility of, of the media owner to make their business viable. Um, clearly, if supercars is healthy, then a motorsport media business is healthy, or it should be. So um, I think that's a responsibility. Supercars as a business or a company doesn't owe, I can only speak from my perspective, but doesn't owe me anything. Like it's, um, it's one of those scenarios where you want the thing to be successful because it means every, all, the, all the boats rise in a storm. The boats rise in a storm. The more they mismanage parity, the more eyeballs you were getting on your web pages, the more clicks. So actually, turmoil out there is as good as a different winner every race yeah controversy creates cash or clicks or whatever you want to describe because it does and there's people will say oh well you only ever report the negative stuff you're just there for the clicks well we're not a pr service and the media is not a pr service so um it's not all rosy and 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 the sport has to be a big enough mature enough entity to accept that not all the stories are going to be flash and sadly this year there's been more non-flash than flash hopefully next year i think it's going to go the other start to spin around next year once they get the parody stuff all the data will be there there'll be nothing to argue about or i mean people will still argue but that'll all be done and dusted but yes it creates more interest but then again it take you know a really good story about a good thing can also click really really well Andrew Van Leeuwen thinks that there are pockets inside supercars that understand the biggest picture of the wider media landscape. I actually think that supercars is, uh, I think there is quite a good understanding, certainly at the comms level of supercars, about the importance of the specialised media. I do think they get that. Obviously, the the people in the big chairs always want, you know, want to be on TV and want to be on the in the newspapers and all that sort of stuff, and that's absolutely fair enough. That's what they should be aiming for. But um, I do actually think that um, Supercars itself, at the right levels, understands what we're doing, understands the importance of having us there. Obviously, they're going out trying to sell themselves as well. So they need our website numbers. They need all that sort of stuff as well to say, hey, look, look at the interest that there is in this in this categories. Auto Actions, Bruce Williams. Supercars themselves over the years have created a, a quite an impressive, I suppose, platform of 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 an ability to communicate with people. They've obviously got a pretty solid TV package through through their freeware partnership with, with what they do. They've got their own Supercars television program where they create content. And then obviously they've got their, their uh, digital platforms and their social media, which right now is undergoing a bit of a a bit of a, a re-engineer. What I find interesting is that supercars themselves seem to want to hang on to a lot of content that could be shared by the other media platforms and i i said recently on our own podcast that 
you know, the amount of time, the amount of effort that people like Auto Action and Speed Cafe and Sleuth and those other people in the motorsport media put into generating news and whatever is quite remarkable. But quite often the supercars people themselves, they want to hang on to it and they don't understand that the more engaging they can be with all these different platforms, the more people can be out there. But they've got a problem at the moment is that they don't like criticism. Um, they don't uh, – it's all, I suppose, from my point of view, supercars media tends to be fairly um, insular and, and they like to um, try and promote a, you know, a positive story, if you like. And one of the things that I suppose – again, I talk about the, the three main players in the media landscape in, in most sport in Australia. So, in William's eyes, what does he think supercars needs to do? I think they can be – allow a bit more freedom with drivers and teams instead of trying to suppress people. I mean, people want to see sport. Sport effectively is taken over from people fighting and battling and all that sort of stuff. And it's, you know, people want to see raw emotions. They want to see genuine feelings and the way they people react. And when they get pissed off, they, they should be able to say they're pissed off. The fact that, you know, Barry Ryan was sanctioned for saying what he said at Eastern Creek and yet Cam Waters who equally had every right to be annoyed as he was, got nothing, and it was replayed half a dozen times. It's all very odd. And so you've got this, you've got this world where you've got Motorsport Australia trying to trying to control certain elements of what's being said and what goes on. And then you've got Supercars Media. You know, all the people are lovely and wonderful and they all love each other. And that's because they've got sponsors they want to look after. I think they need to have a good look at it and make the sport a little rawer. And um Stop, try, stop trying to sedate everybody and pretend that it's all lovey-dovey and everybody gets on well, because that's not the reality. Van Leeuwen agrees that there are definitely some inside the supercars paddock that are missing the whole point of an independent media. Yeah, there are team owners or bosses out there that do genuinely think we should just run their new livery stories and their press releases and never touch the bad things that happen, which is, you know, nonsense. It's absolute nonsense, but that that sentiment exists in the paddock, like, absolutely no doubt about it. So there's a bit of work to be done, I think, between the uh, in terms of the relationship between the media and the teams and drivers. And I'm sort of that's a something in my new role at Speed Cafe. I have the opportunity to try and help, um, and I've already I'm already starting to do that and trying to do that. Um, so yeah, it's but it, it's it's a very real. It's actually just a misunderstanding of how the media works. And it's a, it, it, it's a misunderstanding of how important it is, particularly for this sport at the moment, because none of this stuff's getting on the back page of the paper. And the fact that we have a self-sustaining media industry is something that these teams should all wake up every day and go, thank God we have this. Like, what? This is great, because... If it wasn't, if, if we stop running photos of these cars, who's going to do it? I mean, I've had a couple of nasty phone calls from people saying, oh, you know, why did you write that story? Well, the story had to be told, oh, yeah, but we don't like it. Well, that's bad luck. You know, that's one of the things that Auto Action, as I said, I've mentioned it a couple of times, we're proud of. We are independent. I don't go out of my way to piss people off. I, I, and I say that genuinely as much as all people think I do. I don't. I consider everything, but sometimes you've got to tell the dirty story. It's just how it is because otherwise stuff just goes untold and things, you know, things can get out of, get out of whack if, if, if things aren't brought to account and whatever. But, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's look, it's a huge opportunity. I think Gen 3 has probably muddied the waters a little bit. I'm not sure that as much as all as the cars look great, you know, I, I just don't know whether the the local enthusiasts are engaged with the with the Mustang and the Camaro at the moment. I, I think that's a problem long term. I don't know where we go with that. So there is another major player in the supercar media landscape, and that is supercars.com. James Pavey is the editor of supercars.com, and he talks about what their role and responsibility is. Because as you heard Bruce Williams say, he feels that supercars in their efforts to lock down are losing opportunities to promote the sport An important role to have i think you know we're, we're very grateful to be working for the sport but you've also got to protect things in a way but also you you, you are seeing things ahead of time and you, are, you know what's coming but at the same time you, you're also excited to you know, let the fans know what's going on and and i guess from my perspective as well you know you're able to package things up to make it a bit fun as well because it is sport it's fast moving and we've got an important job to do but I guess the question you ask is really what can supercars as a business and as a company do? Um, it doesn't need to be specifically for us. It's for themselves because if they do their job right for them, then it flows on. It, it literally is. So if they're, if they're doing a good job and they can expand the calendar and they can get a better television deal and they can get more people to come to the track, then that's more people watching on television, then that's more people who care about it, that, that's more people, re- and so on and so on. We could go 84 pathways down the path on all of that. But, um, and then they've got some, some issues, but everyone does, everything does. So it's sort of been a bash-up season on everything. There hasn't been you know too many positive stories over the journey, but they're there. Um, but uh, clearly needing to race more often is important it's like 12 rounds uh, I, but I understand why it is how it is so I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and crow about it because it's I mean here we were a couple of years ago and we weren't racing at all people lose the perspective very quickly on things don't they so um, yes yeah, sure we want 13 14 15 rounds like we had had previously before COVID but I understand how but that's that's one of the first elements to We just need to be doing it more often, you know, three or four weeks between races, people start to forget us a bit. While we've primarily focused on the independent media, supercar media has got its role to play and James Pavey explains that role in more detail. It's definitely evolved. I think one of the good things about our teams and one of the things that we wanted to get across with the new platform, especially especially with the new app, is you know to show them that the interest from the fans is so high that storytelling is important. I know a lot of people, especially around the world, you know, even to your Verstappen's, they just want to go racing, and that's that that's important. But the show is important. Um, it's a way of communicating that you know we have these channels to to show you guys that people love your teams and your drivers and our racing and it is important but it's important from your partner's perspective as well to get that coverage and I think a lot of teams were really outside of racing wanted to get as much exposure for their partners as possible which is absolutely necessary um, but yeah it was it's not been easy to try and communicate to some teams and I think with the, the other social media movements as well it's, it's about trying to be realistic about how you know we can't really control how fans respond sometimes but 
you know, where we're covering stories and things are happening on track that happen. And, you know, it goes beyond Supercast Times as well. Other websites cover things too, but they are coming around and they, they do accept that it is important and um, we do have fun doing it as well. And that's what it's supposed to be as well. So it's, um, it is an evolving uh, industry and we play a bit of a different role than perhaps Supercast did four or five years ago where it was just all hard news. Now for us, it's about to catering as fans as best we can to be a bit more of a companion beyond just straight news. The V8 Sleuth says that supercars.com's role in the bigger landscape is very much the same as what other major sports in this country have been doing. Yeah, but I think that's no different to pretty much every other sport now. I mean, you look at the AFL, afl.com.au is its own thing and it, it's probably a thing in the future that more and more leagues and um, you know championships or whatever the sporting entity is um, grow their own media platform more and more which but it's always going to be limited because they they can't do the things that other independent or non-company um, uh, outlets can do so I guess it depends whether you're aligned or you're unaligned, isn't it really? So Pavey said editorially, supercars.com does have to consider the interests and in some ways protect the industry. Yeah, it's a very different climate in motorsport. It, it changes all the time and I think there's a lot of interest to protect and I think we saw it this year as well with, with Gen 3. There's a lot of moving parts and a lot of things that we needed to, to look at from a, a different lens and... It is challenging as well, and I think teams and drivers as well, they play a role in that too. Obviously, there's been a bit, bit of a shift towards you know how social media plays a role in the way that things are communicated. At its core, supercars is entertainment, um, and we're trying to capture that not only through the website, but especially through social media. I think that the way that things are packaged on social media, you've got to be cognizant of the fact that you know, our fans are very passionate about the sport. They see things really, really closely. They watch you know, I like to think that our fans know the sport closer than most of the sporting fans in the country because of just how passionate they are. It's so partisan. They care so much about the drivers and the teams. And that is an important part of our messaging. We want to harness that, but not, you know, you're never really purposefully leading towards, you know, getting fans wound up and stuff because that's naturally part of sport anyway. So. The important part of the stuff that we want to capture is about how entertaining it is and, and what's actually happening rather than just flying straight into news because at the same time there are a lot of interests to protect and we're very aware of that. On our next edition of Inside Supercars, we look further into the relationship between the media and supercars, particularly around some of the phone calls that editors, publishers receive when someone doesn't like their story. In fact, I've been abused by somebody recently because I rang them and asked them about something that I was told. Which... And we also look at the rivalries between each of the media associations. It's fun. It's a fun part of the job. We're competitive people. That's all on the next edition of Inside Supercars. Until then, keep smiling. Bye for now. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. Or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. 
The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.